everyone, welcome back to the Retail Ready Podcast. We are on episode number 45, and in today's episode, I am joined by the fantastic Steve Chapman. Steve is the founder and CEO of Shine Drinks. Shine can be found in over 5,000 outlets within Australia and is Australia's first smart drink. It's a smart drink because of the inclusion of nootropics. Nootropics is a new word for many, but it's a huge growing market. And a nootropic is a drug, supplement or other substance that can improve cognitive function such as memory, creativity and motivation in healthy individuals. In the last 12 months, I've been diving into this space to see what the future looks like in terms of NPD and future opportunities. But Steve has been in this world for over five years, hence why he created one of Australia's most disruptive beverage brands at the moment. This episode was fantastic to listen to. We get to hear Steve's entrepreneurial journey, how Shine became a huge disruptor, and just the passion and knowledge Steve has in this space. I'm sure you'll enjoy this episode and take something from it. So for now, just chill out, switch off and enjoy the episode. Welcome to the Retail Ready Podcast, hosted by Ben Wyatt, your destination for product development, food trends and some serious knowledge bombs about the food industry. What's up? Thank you very much, everyone, for tuning in again. I am joined by a, a guy that I've actually uh, wanted on the show for around over six months because I've followed your brand uh, from a distance. And actually, before Christmas, I'll uh, <laughs> I'll tell the story in more detail, but I actually went to the supermarket to actually just buy your product and taste it. So thank you very much for being uh, on the show, Steve. And can you just please introduce yourself, who you are, and what is the amazing brand that you have created and represent? Yeah, sure. And thank you for, I guess, having me on today. Uh, my name's Steve Chapman. I'm the CEO and co-founder of uh, a drink company called Shine. And we started it uh, in 2016 with the kind of mission to help people think better, do better, and feel better, and kind of create drinks that are you know healthy, natural, that can help people get through their day and do better. Fantastic, but you you've not just created a drink though. Uh, you've literally created Australia's first smart drink from reading because I'm not being a stalker or anything, but I've read a few articles on your brand and who you are and stuff like that. But one quote that resonated well with me is you've created Australia's first smart drink. But before we go into that, Steve, like what's your background how did you get to become uh, on the shelf of a major retailer in australia where did it all start um i think for me it probably started just as a kid i was always pretty excitable about entrepreneurship or i guess starting little ventures and ideas that you know i'd have uh, in the neighborhood or uh, yeah, okay. in high school and things and uh, everyone around me at the time said okay you might be good at business when you grow up and i don't think entrepreneurship was a word back then uh it was yeah. more you know, <laughs> business and um so you looked at your friends and their dads and you kind of thought they were the options and it was you know a lawyer and a doctor and a, a businessman and he one of them thankfully was um one of the heads of uh, Merrill Lynch investment banking and I thought okay that's the poster child of what success looks like in business and I kind of started down that path uh first at PwC uh the accounting firm started there a couple of weeks after high school and then you know, quickly figured out this was very different to the, the fun I had <laughs> yeah. as a kid testing yeah. out little business ideas and stuff. And 
instead of counting, you know, Westpac's financials and things like that. So uh, I thought, okay, that's not the path for me and kind of started tinkering with what was the next venture and what, what I wanted to do ultimately. And I was always fascinated by guys like, you know, Mark Zuckerberg or R- Richard Branson or mm. um, Jeff Bezos and following, following their stories. And there was one moment that Facebook had just bought Instagram for like a billion dollars after 18 months. And I thought that's incredible. You know, I'd love to build an app or, you know, yep. technology business that I could sell to Facebook for a billion dollars. And that was That'd the be kind nice, of business plan yep. I wrote I wrote down and uh, I left PwC and dropped out of uni to kind of try and do that. And, oh, wow. Um, I launched that kind of first business when I was 19 and that went well publicly from a downloads and publicity and things, but uh, it was a deeply flawed app and I was a deeply flawed kind of 19, 20-year-old entrepreneur and just made every mistake you would possibly make um <laughs> learning learning the hard way of, of kind of how not to do entrepreneurship and, and start up and eventually um you know that, that came to a, a pretty bad head with with the business and um ended up losing a lot of money from that and through that dark time kind of figured out how did i want to get out of it and how did i want to make sure i didn't end up in that point again and yep. i thought okay i need to go learn from someone that had actual experience in starting a business and, and building organizations and building companies. And uh, the guy at the top of my list was a guy called Sam Prince. Uh, he's a doctor, philanthropist, entrepreneur, just all around and impressive human. And wow. I kind of uh, hunted him out and uh, we had one mutual friend and we, we kind of really hit it off as, you know, as friends and as, you know, people who, who are both very passionate about entrepreneurship. And um, eventually after kind of trying hard to win his respect and trust, uh, you know, got a job uh, as his right hand, effectively being a personal assistant for many years. As so, I could just kind of shut up and listen and watch how he would build these companies and be in the room where decisions are being made and you know key people being hired and you know Nobel Prize winners or billionaires would come through the doors and I'd get to sit there and take notes and kind of watch uh, this whole thing unfold and wow. this is incredible learning experience for three years and. Uh, a full-time type of you know entrepreneurial apprenticeship almost and uh, that was incredible and I went like I went all in on it and yep. I was committed fully with you know I stopped drinking and stopped um, you know socializing just kind of <laughs> reading as many books as I get my hands on and you know obsessing with productivity and, and and health and meditation and just doing anything I can to improve um, I guess myself and my personal growth and development and through that we kind of also stumbled across things like um, nootropics which yep. are you know, natural ingredients that do help with cognitive function or brain health or mental clarity and things. And um, that's kind of one of the data points, I think, that then started Shine's initial uh, conceptions. And we're looking at that and a few other things we're doing around these ingredients within the Mexican restaurants, which is another business Sam owns. Um, that's you know, 150, no, 200 now Zambrero Mexican restaurants. Uh, we, wow. we serve, you know, burritos and bowls and things. Yep. And we, we launched a product in that uh, chain, kind of the IQ range, which had these, you know, functional ingredients that have been shown in studies to help with brain function and health. And they just did really well. They did very well in Zambrero from a sales point of view. And everyone, you know, a student and a young professional kind of market just loved the fact that it was a healthy, tasty burrito bowl. And it had these other functional special ingredients um, that, that people love so we thought interesting that's kind of confirmed our thinking around this functional food movement and things and um we then thought had anyone done this in drinks and and we looked globally and 
not really. There was no one doing anything that was of note. Can I ask um, how long ago that was? So how many years ago was kind of like the nootropics uh, uh, in the IQ was, range? IQ range was 2015. We launched that. Yeah. And, and Sam and I kind of start tinkering with the idea of, of Shine, uh, which didn't have a name at the time. Yeah. But it was the a kind of drink that had some natural and healthy ingredients that would help with, you know, the mind and, and helping people use their brains and get more from their minds. Yeah. Um, and they, in 2016, we kind of hit the ground and, and, and I kind of committed to, you know, stepping out of my role as, I guess, Sam's right hand across the different businesses and kind of focusing solely on, you know, building and developing and launching Shine. Um, thankfully, at that time, I was joined by another guy called Andrew, who was, you know, a similar yeah. position to me th- three years earlier. Fantastic. But he was looking yeah. to learn entrepreneurship and learn and learn startup. And um, I said, mate, come on this journey. And he became a very pivotal part in the Shine story. So we kind of then got started and formulated it from a kitchen, you know, benchtop down to a lab <laughs> to get, you know, food technologists and uh, manufacturers involved. And then from February 2016, we kind of officially hit the ground uh, in terms of developing it and committing to the idea. And then we launched uh, four months, four and a half months later in one July 2016 was our first day we launched uh, online. Wow. So when, and going off, that, that is just an incredible story. It's, it, it kind of gives inspiration. It also just goes, what an opportunity and it's it's always one of them where it's uh, a lot of people began oh how lucky to get that position but not many people would have done what you did kind of thing like not many people give up their weekends give up the alcohol and just go fully in they'll they'll just re- see a, a video on Gary Vaynerchuk and go oh, I'd like to be <laughs> like that but wouldn't be uh, wouldn't be putting in the hours so that that's just an incredible story and what an opportunity I think and, once once you get through that you kind of realize how um, not predictable successes, but um, if I if I said to you, you know, like here's literally a five or ten million dollar check, you know, waiting at the end of, you know, let's call it five years of just absolute sacrifice and commitment to working your hardest possible for five mm. years, and you know, sacrificing social time and maybe drinking and things like that, you know, I think if it was guaranteed, check was deposited in your account, you just get the password in five years time yep. from today. A huge amount of number of people, I think, would would do it. It's just that a lot of people don't know the checks they're kind of waiting for them. Yeah, that it's it, they need a little bit more trust or faith that oh, I don't know if it's not if it's not there, then I've wasted five years and then I've missed out on all these fun times along the way. Um, but you know, hard work kind of the harder you work, the more lucky you get is a kind of old adage. And I think on the other side of it, you realize how true that is. Where it may not have been shine. It may have been you know, a bunch of different things, but yeah. you know, anyone willing to sacrifice and work that hard is going to have, you know, a net positive outcome. So I, true. I just that, believe that. Fun, what a great story. Cause completely agree. Like putting the hard work and putting the hours in and the effort Garrett, like doesn't guarantee kind of the end goal, but it, it, you get closer to it. It's like, there's, there's a few fitness um, influences and, kind of professionals that I follow and one of them made a very similar comment but in the fitness world where it's like if I gave you a six-pack tomorrow you wouldn't know how to keep that six-pack so it's kind of go along the journey and learn as much as you can read 
test different methods and you'll find the way hopefully eventually if not then you'll just go back to your uh, pizza and uh, beer at a weekend and kind Jeez. of stop moaning so what an amazing story but touching touching on the nootropics because i'm really keen to get everyone um aware of your brand that you've created and i'm actually looking at nootropics i've been looking at it for the last 12 months trying to get my head around it see what's kind of the the research out there which you're already uh, 10 years ahead of me and um but when you started looking at it in 2015 16 was there much information out there for you to kind of go ah oh, we can try this we'll dabble in this like where where did where was, did you it start was very early world? days and um you know to be honest i think things like reddit become a good source of an early predictive you know trends and stuff and yeah I was looking at uh, a new tropic, for example, L-theanine, which is a you know, very famous combination you put with caffeine. Um, that, you know, over the last, I think, I think it was four years, like it's a 43% year-on-year increase in something like Google search or just Google yeah, okay, yeah. scores has increased. So, you know, it's definitely a, a huge trend and wave that's coming kind of to surface now. But those things start in, you know, subreddits and the dark web, you know, the, the whole yeah, thing's yeah. kind of... Um, so it's, oh, it's good, no, don't worry. Yeah, you, you get lost in it. Don't you? you don't know where you. you yeah. After two hours, you kind of go, "How have I got here?" <laughs> yeah, I think to be honest, there was a, a, I guess, a Hollywood moment uh, with Bradley Cooper in in the movie Limitless in that yeah, okay, launched yep. 2011, actually, where obviously he took wow. a pill and became very smart, yeah. and he used you know all of his brain, he could focus, and became really you know good at maths and things like that. And it was funny. There's a there's a nootropic which is a um, not a natural plant-based one but a a synthetic prescription i guess drug effectively or a smart drug it's called um called modafinil and that's as probably close as you can get to what the guy was taking in the in the movie um and it's and it's quite a underground a lot of people take it when they do need to study and focus and um and things like that but it, it is prescribed for um for people particularly in the u.s and the year before the movie came out, there was something like 100,000 Americans had a prescription for modafinil. And the year after that number was like 1 million. And the year after that was like prescriptions for this uh, prescription drug. So it was kind of like that was maybe a breakthrough cultural movement where people thought, oh, is there actually stuff out there that can help with cognitive yeah. function, memory and, you know, verbal fluency and things like that. Um, and then, you know, there's always been a counterculture experimenting with stuff for you know, Coca-Cola, I've been reading their st- story a lot and, you know, their first kind of pitch was, you know, patent medicine, a brain tonic. It was pitching that, you know, cocaine and, and cola initially was helping with brain function, helped with headaches and it helped with, you know, nerves and stuff like that. And that was all the early advertising around Coca-Cola. That was 150 years ago. You know, then energy drinks came out kind of 30 years ago with more caffeine and more sugar, which mm. guaranteed kind of even more benefits I guess, from a short-term pick-me-up. And then just the science around the health of, of, you know, and health concerns, particularly with that much sugar, that much artificial, uh, and some of these other ingredients, that nootropics as a, a kind of category of natural plant-based ingredients uh, that have shown to not have adverse side effects over long periods of time um, is now kind of the obvious choice. If you're looking for a, a mental pick-me-up, you know, there are ingredients out there like um, – Ginkgo biloba, L-theanine, green tea, green coffee beans, B vitamins, um, turmeric, uh, ginseng, for example, like 
you know, they can give you the pick me up, but they don't come with a lot of the side effects that, for example, energy drinks uh, have come yeah. with the last 30 years. It's, it's just such a fascinating space. And yeah, definitely something I did a talk last year to, um, it was kind of investors for Westpac. And they asked kind of what are the three trends that I see for this year and beyond. And one of them was non-alcoholic kind of cocktails and spirits and wine and stuff. I think that'll pick off. Yeah, and, yeah. Uh, conscious, sugar, conscious, yeah. Conscious. Yeah, and sugar replace a refritol. Uh, I think um, mm-hmm. we'll get its moment to shine, and then um, nootropics. And it was it was only because of that speech, uh, that talk that I did, that I was coming across like the brands like yours. And uh, it was funny because I, I've got a three year old daughter, and um, I had I had a one Sunday uh, one Sunday, and I was kind of going, ah, oh, you know what? I actually fancy uh, one of your drinks and instead of just getting in the car we uh, we loaded up the pram and uh, walked to the local Coles which we'll go into more detail about how did you get into Coles and that journey but before I knew it I'd walked um, 8k to a, a Coles <laughs> I, I fancied not going to the local one I thought I'll go for a little mission and um <laughs> What take it there to get your yeah your black bottle shine that has the caffeine hit and the tropical flavor and um, enjoyed that and then literally was like right I'll walk home and uh, and <laughs> kind of do a bit of self assessment and uh, story, yeah. do it but yeah it's I, I thought I'd give it myself but it tastes like I'm I can't remember the last time I drank lemonade coke and all that I'm kind of one of those soda stream people that just drink fizzy water and that's about it. <laughs> This Same. this was just beautiful. Like it was so it it was a clean tasting. It was it's a clean ingredient deck at the end of the day. It's got all, all the stuff you mentioned about the the nootropics and the ingredients and just great tasting. So well done on that. And the branding is fantastic. And I just want to go into yeah, more detail you. about, spent a lot of time the, thinking I bet, about that. Yeah, I bet because it's it I it'd be interesting to be in that room because it's a very simple kind of brand but it has its presence which uh which looks great in the fridge so if anyone's listening which i hope you are um definitely go to to coles that's where i picked it up but if you want to chat steve about where where the journey started like who was your first kind of hidden stores and where that went to before you started having the big talks with coles and sitting on the shelf next to a yeah kind of the the big brands that are slowly losing their market space. Yeah, um, well, for us, it's been you know a story of humble beginnings for sure. With it was you know every day between twelve p.m. and five p.m. would kind of pick a suburb and pick a street and just kind of walk up that street, kind of going door to door into every cafe and grocery we could find, and trying to convince them to take. Uh, we didn't have the carbonated sparkling range at the time. It was just the shots, um, a little hundred mil. You know, ginger lemon flavored shots that you kind of have on counters yeah okay. have all the new tropics in there but they were a kind of grab and go and they were unique there was you know no other drinks on counters so we thought that's a good way to stand out um so yeah we'd walk into all these cafes and just kind of knocking on the doors and you know convincing them to give us a chance and you know we'd come back three days later and nine times out of ten it had sold out and would then you know take money and get sell them the next box and kind of yeah. hand delivered and we did that for about six to eight months and that built up maybe three, four hundred independents and kind of wow. delivering by hand or Ozpost or couriers. And that was all the nightmares that came with that um, from chasing invoices to losing <laughs> packages and 
Um, Ozpost, I think, just you know, chuck the packages around like a footy ball sometimes, and <laughs> they're glass bottles, so that's a huge problem. Um, but yeah, so then we use some of that data from the independent grocers and stuff, and started conversations with um, Harris Farm. They were, I guess, our first main, uh, I guess, premium, you know, major retailer, if you, if you, um, if you will. Mm-hmm. And that was an awesome, you know, brand tick for us because that was one of the, the key guys we wanted from the brand in position in the market around premium grocery. Um, and then there was Zambrero, which was obviously Sam's uh, yeah, cool. Mexican restaurant business. And that was, um, you know, we got an opportunity through obviously his relationship there to get a trial uh, in about 15 stores. And the trial just went really well. They were selling maybe three, four times more than what was in the fridge uh, with these little weird shots that were on counter and they were selling for six bucks each. And um, that gave us a lot of hope that we'd, we'd kind of got at least close to something that people actually really wanted. They wanted a healthy mental pick-me-up and they were okay with the, the kind of unique bottle on counters. So, um, and then between, you know, Zambrero and Harris Farm, we just kept building from that with different IGA groups uh, coming on board and, and working through the independents. And then about a year and a half into it, we finally got some trials in uh, some petrol and convenience stores. So we got like a BP buying group um, down in Melbourne, gave us a chance um, and, the numbers were just incredible from from those stores, and we used those numbers and started shouting to some of the bigger um, you know, national national retailers like Caltex. Uh, gave us a chance, and, and they trialed tri- it in 50 stores in Caltexes, and and you know the numbers from those 50 stores were incredible. So um, we caught up for a range review three months after the trial began, and then they took it national with the shots, and then we launched the carbonated range uh, into Caltex as well nationally, uh, which was in. F- March 2017. Um, so we've been going for about a year and a bit by that point. Wow. And yeah, Caltex went really well. It was, I think that year was one of the top selling new drinks they launched. And again, just kind of reinforcing that we're on, on the right path. Um, obviously, Kombucha's done an incredible job of introducing and kind of making this better for you category, you know, mainstream. I think, you know, maybe Coconut Water started at, you know, five, seven, eight years ago. Yeah, um, and then kombucha's kind of really hit their strides in the last three to four years, and um, you know the numbers that things like kombuchas are doing now that kind of justify having its own category and its own yeah. presence in shelf is as a better for you, and you know they become at the moment a very good alternative to soft drinks. Like it's if you've seen the market leaders now, no one's really promoting the benefits of gut health anymore. It's it's about you know no sugar and kicking mm. you know. Uh, soft drink and kind of being that replacement for soft drink where we've always come in as going okay we're in the better for you section we're healthy and natural but we're probably more of an alternative to an energy drink and we're the only ones kind of playing in that space yeah um, well that was that was going to be one of my questions to say was it hard to do the selling or did people actually get it straight away what did the category managers and even the consumers did you find that they they get it or was there a bit of embedding into your story to say well we're, we're not a red bull we're not um kind of a crash and burn we're we're actually a healthy kind of yeah um nutrient filled kind of solution uh, and we're not a kombucha kind of thing what was what was the intention or kind of like what was the the message that you had to give there i think to me you know introducing a new concept to anyone is is tough because they don't know where to kind of put it in their in their head and mm. you need to kind of introduce it from kind of a point of reference that they can then, and if we didn't 
if we didn't give them the point of reference, then yeah, it would fall into that. Oh, it's just a kind of healthy energy drink. And yeah. we're always very conscious of not positioning ourselves as a healthy energy drink because yeah. for me, people had made up their mind on do they drink energy drinks or not. And for me as a consumer, I've opted out of that category yeah. maybe five, probably yeah, eight years ago when I yeah. thought, no, I'm you know trying to look after my, my body and trying to put sugars <laughs> and all that. So um, I was trying to target people more like myself, which was like, no, no, I'm pretty health conscious. I'm trying not to eat, you know, not good foods for you. And I'm going after healthy alternatives. So um, it's like kind of if, if McDonald's launched, um, you know, as a new salad menu, <laughs> the brand of McDonald's of the category of that consumer is so strong that it's not going to bring, you know, very healthy, you know, Bondi yeah. hipster kind of back into McDonald's because they've got a new salad menu. It's, it's McDonald's is known for what they're known for. And so is energy drinks and we're trying to avoid yeah. class into that. So, um, so for us, we've always positioned ourselves, I guess, is a good way to explain it is a lot of people are now familiar with, you know, kombucha has probiotics, probiotics are good for the gut. <laughs> you know, Shine has nootropics and nootropics are good for the mind. And if you're kind of talking about a better for you category, you can't just look after the body and the gut. You need to look after the mind and, you know, a full body and holistic approach to it. And, and then we become quite an obvious solution and a, you know, addition to the better for you range because there's so many people pitching, you know, gut health and prebiotics and probiotics that, you know, that is well-serviced now. There's you know, very dominant and established brands in that space now, but there was always that space. Well, what else can I put in my better for you? And maybe it's, you know, healthy hydration with, um, coconut water, maybe it's alkaline water, but you know, no one really was targeting that, that brain. Yeah. Uh, and that's where we, we kind of came in and, and that, that makes sense from a consumer and a, and a retailer point of view, uh, traditionally. And, and then I kind of look at a couple of very basic trends that I think no one disagrees with, which is consumers these days are looking for, you know, something that's a little bit more natural, a little less sugar, something that tastes good. They're, they're not, you know, hard ass. I think mm-hmm. most people agree that, yeah, most people these days are healthier, tastes good and natural. So if you then look at like, for example, a nine door fridge in a convenience store, you kind of then lose and you say, and apply those three filters, you know, healthy, natural, <laughs> tastes yeah. good. And you kind of, you get rid of all the water doors because it doesn't taste like anything. You get rid of all the cola and, and soft drink doors. Cause they're obviously all not natural and put sugar. You've, all the sports stores are out, all the milk, which is, you know, milk, chocolate and iced coffee and things like that, which is full of milk, chocolate, yep. caffeine. And you really left of nine doors with potentially a shelf. Correct. And then you kind of go, hey, Mr. Retailer, do you think people are more looking for a healthy, natural, taste good alternative? And do you think one shelf space is, is good enough to represent how much actually people are looking for those type of drinks? And of course, the answer is no, it's hugely underrepresented in, in the whole fridge. And then, okay, well, what do we put in there? Now let's take a holistic approach to better for you. And, and that's kind of where we make quite a lot of sense. Plus the numbers we were doing in other retailers have always been quite strong given the fact we're, you know, starting brand, we've, we've started with a very good um, track record. So, you know, that plus the, the wider category position uh, has always been, you know, a, 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 an easy thing to, to understand. But, you know, retailers are very supportive and they they love innovation and they love helping new brands and we've actually had some incredible relationships with you know the guys at Caltex or Semble Leather or you know Coles Express and um, Coles and Woolworths and you know everyone from the retailers they want to be able to service where the customers are going which is some of these new new demands they have. Yep. 
it's it's such a fascinating space and it's that that little section there for for people just to understand kind of yeah that that kind of concept and differentiating yourself from the market but you're so true like you look at those fridges and nothing's changed for a long time and then there's people like yourself that come in and just yeah disrupt uh and the true innovators but it's it's amazing innovation and this is why yeah i love your product and love your brand so much because it is actually targeting a new customer that i i can't remember the last time i actually bought a drink from a petrol and convenience uh, station like a coles express or a bp because there just wasn't a solution there um to tick that fancy i didn't fancy sitting in a car uh with 300 calories after two gulps and uh, feel like crap so it's absolutely amazing that you've come on board my my next question is it sounds like you've had a tremendous run you've you had the idea you you you've gone in the labs you've got the tech guys there you you've been smashing down doors you've been getting accounts but we all know that it's never that smooth what have you what's been a couple of the biggest hurdles um that you wish you could have gone back and gone oh i'd have looked at that again what would you say they are i think for me um the biggest challenges we've had have always been you know i'm a i'm a like idealistic optimist (laughs) so i'm kind of way skewed on the optimism side of you know things are possible and timelines are possible and yeah um you know, and, and probably to the point where if, if I get, you know, warm indications from someone like a retailer, I'm probably running with that a little bit too far, you know, in terms of supply chain and things like that. So, you know, the biggest challenges we've had in our business is, you know, probably being a little bit overly optimistic on, you know, the timing of when new accounts would land. And for example, if I've had a really good meeting with someone like, a you know, a key retailer, mm-hmm. they've given me, you know, pretty firm indications or, you know, um, you know, timelines and things like that. I've gone and started producing, ordered in more bottles. You know, and these are big MOQs these days. Yeah. And then, for example, retailer pushes it back by two months or one month. Or, you know, if if this is you know a, a tech startup where there's no real cost of yeah. scaling up. You know, <laughs> yeah. You've got twenty thousand bottles in a in a warehouse just sitting there. <laughs> yeah, we'll add a couple of zeros to that, but yeah, it's yeah, uh, yeah. It's, it's a lot of bottles that you you know you have to pay for effectively. Yeah. Usually before you're kind of manufacturing it, and then you kind of manufacture it, and then there's production schedules and there's raw materials, and then you know if suddenly that gets pushed back by a month or two, there's often a huge hole uh, that you kind of need to foot the bill for, um, and that's been our scariest and kind of. Um, challenging most challenging points in our business which is you know the quicker you grow in a in a product business you know the more money you need in working capital just to manufacture it and that's been our biggest challenge for sure wow and where do you see the future of shine going like i technically you because you're ahead of the game i'm i'd like to think i'm 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 clued up when it comes to trends and kind of what what's approaching and nootropics and even just this healthy beverage range that you're in is only just kind of starting like where do you see yourself growing into and kind of where do you see kind of yeah your area expanding into yeah for sure for, for, for shine we'll always own and go very deep in nootropics and yeah. that's our that's our channel that's what we want to own that's what we want to dominate um, I had a very interesting insight over the weekend, actually, 
Uh, and it's been a thought process that's kind of been evolving in the last couple of months, but it, it really hit home um, last week when actually Kobe Bryant uh, passed. He was yeah. a, he was an absolute hero to mine, uh, to me and a huge influence uh, in my life. And so I've watched a lot of Kobe videos lately. And one of the things you get over and over again from Kobe is he had a very crystal clear vision of his goals. And his goals were to get to the NBA and be one of the best players there is in the NBA and to be one of the best of all time within the NBA. And as a 16, 17 year old kid, you know, they play incredible high school ball. Most of them then get to college because they play good high school and then they get to the NBA. And then he looked around in, at, at the NBA when he got there and realized like no one else was working that hard. Everyone was just kind of hanging out and living their, their dream because yeah. their goal was to make it to the NBA. Like they ticked their box. And as long as they kind of stayed there, they would be pretty happy. That would be like, this is my dream. Yeah. Versus Kobe's goal was like, I want to be one of the best in the NBA. Like, just get in there is step one of a very long process. And he and he didn't even rest up until the very end, 20 years later, when he was kind of the best, one of the best players yeah. all time and, and the best of a generation. So, you know, for me, it's a mindset shift where I looked at our goals for the last three years and it was get, get into Caltex, get into Coles, get into 7-Eleven, get into Woolworths, get into these type of key banner groups, into, you know, 5,000 stores um, across the country. And then you realize, okay, usually you'd finish that with, okay, now we've got, you know, for example, Coles, let's go get Woolworths. And now we've got Woolworths, let's go get, um, you know, BP or someone that we haven't yep. got. For me, the mindset shift is now, no, no, like we're in the NBA now. Like we've, yep. we've made it into these type of retailers. And now how do we be the best? How do we be the top selling drink in functional drink in those retailers? How do we, you know, try and be one of the champions and win consistently and dominate, um, not just get in and kind of hold our spot. So that's now, the, I guess, the turn of focus and the mindset. And it's a very simple, um, you know, realization, but it, it changes a lot internally around, you know, are we chasing new accounts or are we now trying to turn the absolute accounts we have into, you know, the best performing drinks that are in the stores and kind of be the MVP? Absolutely fantastic. And I, I don't see why, why you couldn't. And even just from my short 12 months of research into this space, like, nootropics the space that you're in and that you're dominating can just tick so many different kind of consumer demographics like i'm looking at it from a an, an old person's perspective like technically an old person who an old care like oap kind of person would buy into your product because it's helping them with brain function and helping them stay kind of alert but then you've got the flip side of kind of like yeah the e-gamers the 16 year old kid who's not left his bedroom for four days would buy into your brand as well so that there's so much opportunity and that's why I'm, I'm glad I could get to speak to you and uh yeah hear your story because one it's it it's just listening to you it's been a fantastic episode just to kind of hear your your mindset your behavior and just hearing kind of yeah where you've come from and where you're going so i appreciate your time steve it's been an absolute for oh, of me, course and i just want to graduate like we're we're just getting i guess started and all the things i kind of say is hopefully it's not from a point of you know arrogance or confidence it's it's like we're still learning so much and We've been blessed to have, you know, incredible advisors and mentors around us from day one to kind of help us figure out the stuff we don't know. And I think one of maybe our, the reasons why we've had a little bit more success than 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 most is because 
we kind of approach things usually with a student mindset of going, yeah. okay, we haven't been in these retailers before. Who can we talk to that's been there and dominated before and learn from them and then apply that in our own business? So, you know, we've, we've done a lot in three and a half years getting into 5,000 plus, you know, outlets and, um, you know, a lot of millions of bottles sold. But it's, it's usually only because we're leveraging other people's experience that we've kind of been out of hopefully make less mistakes and kind of sh- t- uh, shorten our, our time yeah. uh, in terms of learning the experience ourselves. Oh, wow, what a journey. And I'm, I'm, I'm looking forward to seeing that journey grow because it's definitely, as you've probably noticed, a brand that, yeah, I'm definitely going to be supporting and can't wait to see move into whether Appreciate it's that. still the beverage space or even different areas, whether there'll be a shine bar or um, yeah, a shine cereal that I can snack on in the morning <laughs> to get me going. So I, I look forward to yeah, seeing, seeing the amazing stuff that you do. And I'm only going to say one last question, only it's more of a personal one. And you mentioned um, a statement at the start of the podcast that you read a lot of books um, when you're kind of in your three-year apprenticeship well in it's kind of a lifetime apprenticeship i still, I still read yeah. a lot of books but i My, definitely do a deliberate time then yeah i was gonna say is a one or two books that literally i i read i read uh, as much as i can and i'm always after book recommendations to finish this podcast is there any books that you'd go as standouts for you for business and mindset uh for mindset one of my absolute favorites is a book called Mastery by Robert Greene. Uh, and he kind of breaks down all the great kind of masters from uh, human history and then kind of figures out what are the common elements that make up someone achieving mastery. And that's been a pivotal book uh, for me. Uh, and they talk a lot about apprenticeship and actually was one of the driving forces for me to go and find my own, I guess, mentor through Sam. Um, and then in terms of business, um, I'm a big like nonfiction philosophy kind of reader and I kind yeah. of apply those insights into business, but um, I, think it was, I love biographies to be honest and I try yeah. and read between the lines. So I obsess with other people's stories. If it's Steve Jobs by Walter Isaacson, um, Henry Ford's uh, book, I invented modern era. If it's Benjamin Franklin's book, uh, Rockefeller's book, Titan is incredible. I've heard. Uh, yeah. And I, need, I need to get that one. I need to uh, yeah I've heard that's a that's an absolute winner when it comes to yeah what he's done and achieved yeah absolutely and and you know from a business book you know there's there's one called scaling up which was actually based on the Rockefeller habits of how he built and ran his businesses so that's you know a good book is fantastic kind of textbook style well uh, there's some they're going to go into the audible wish list and uh, hopefully the people listening uh, can also get on board and uh, get a bit of kind of motivation but all I can say, Steve, is thank you very much. I'm cautious of your time and appreciate you kind of, yeah, letting us into yeah, the, the shine business and into your journey. And uh, like I say, I wish you all the luck in the world. And um, Thank you. Yeah, I appreciate it. it. Absolute pleasure. So thank you for your time.